Reese, how's it going today, buddy? I am doing well. I am looking forward to the warm up here. And so um, yeah. things are looking up. That 24 degree temperature is just going to be so balmy. It's going to be so nice. Cannot wait for this huge warm up. This is a 50 degree temperature difference than where we were at last week, you know? So that's like tropical, right? Absolutely tropical. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna feel like Hawaii. That's uh, that's all I keep telling myself. Uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was great. I had an enjoyable Christmas. How was yours? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, what do you get? What do I get? Yeah, like for you're a guy that, that's got everything. I do have everything. Um, so like, what what kind of gifts? You you seem like a, honestly, you seem like a very hard guy to buy a gift for. I am. So I, I just, I tell people up front, um, well, mainly my wife and stuff that I don't want anything for Christmas. Yep. So, um, they still do anyway, though, don't they? You know, I, I, I get mad if they do. So they've learned not they've to give learned. Okay. Yeah, they've learned. I, I just, I'd rather that they spend money elsewhere. But like you said, I've got everything. I've got great family, um, great wife, um, wonderful kids, a job that I love going to. And so it's, what else do I need? Um, I'm, I, I walk around with a lot of gratitude. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's the typical dad response. I can't imagine <laughs> like uh, there's really not a lot I can give my dad for Christmas. It's it's very tough because he's not a guy who really wants anything. Um, so usually I just get him things that he would normally get. Like he's just he's a fan of mixed nuts. Oh yeah, and then he drinks Diet Mountain Dew. So I like every single year I get him mixed nuts and Diet Mountain Dew. And then like by the end of Christmas he's got. 16, 12 packs of Diet Mountain Dew and <laughs> 17 bags of uh, mixed nuts, and that's pretty much... So it's it's a practical gift, but yeah. Dads normally just don't really want money wasted on them. Nope, that's that's what I say. Spend it elsewhere. You know, it, it reminds me of my parents, um, you know, for a number of years now, being an adult, it's it's tough to buy for me, as you said, but they, like, they'll buy me a, a bag of pistachios from my favorite place in New Mexico every oh, year. Okay. Um, of course, those don't pile up. They're eaten within about a week. But, you know, just it's things like that. So, I mean, giving your dad mixed nuts every year, I, I think that's just an important tradition, and I'm sure he appreciates it. Yeah, um, also, I appreciate it because it's easy. It's easy and cheap. That's the most <laughs> Right, there you go. <laughs> um, you got some cases to talk about here for today? I have a couple, yeah. It, it, December was a very busy month, so I had a, a number of them to choose from. Um, I thought these were the most interesting ones, and ones that I could at least talk about on the air on this early in the morning without, uh, you know, scaring people. But um, the first one that we'll talk about is a, a guy named David William Brown Jr. He's 35 years old, hails from Sandstone. Um, May 29, 2022, he's at a residence on Highway 70. Um, he called that, well, I should say his wife's at a residence on Highway 70. He calls the residence and threatens to shoot everyone there, gets in an argument with his wife, and then moments later, he drives through a closed gate on the property in a stolen truck, um, crashes through the gate, pulls up to the house, confronts his spouse, punches her, and then uh, pulls a gun out and points it at her during an argument. Uh, somebody at the site calls law enforcement, so law enforcement's on its way. I'm assuming they hear, he hears sirens or something, and things kind of de-escalate, and in the argument, and he panics and asks his spouse to take the gun and hide it somewhere. Um, so she takes the gun, puts it in a chest. Law enforcement arrive, and then um, it's explained what happened. And 
spouse brings him to the location of the gun. It's in actually in the chest. He's uh, arrested. Um, so here's the thing about him. He has eight prior felony convictions. Um, going back many years, we've got drive-by shooting, um, fraud case, fleeing peace officer motor vehicle, three burglary convictions, convictions for felony drugs, convictions for possessing um, a firearm. So this is somebody whose uh, crimes run the gamut of um, property to person crimes. So pretty much isn't the highest out of all the charges that uh, you've just possibly explained to me in that one instance. The felon in possession of a firearm is probably the highest sentence out of all of those, is it not? You picked it out. I'm, I'm You know, I, every time I come here, I'm, I'm impressed by I, how I, much you remember. I, I listen sometimes, believe I, it or not. You do. I think this has been like at least the last three or four shows I've come in here and you've just astounded me with what um, you've pulled out and gleaned from this and, and remembered. So... That's exactly right. So uh, there's a number of charges that, you know, we charge here. But the highest count, the number one count here is the felon in possession of a firearm. And Minnesota law puts together felonies in two categories. So one category is a conviction or crime of violence. And then there's a certain list of crimes that fall within that, including, uh, for instance, here we have a drive-by shooting and the burglaries are crime of violence. Felony drugs is also a crime of violence. So... If you have a crime of violence, you possess a firearm, it's an automatic 60-month uh, commit to prison uh, if convicted. And then all the other felonies fall into uh, um, the non-crime of violence category, which is basically a gross misdemeanor uh, up to you're in jail if you're caught with a firearm. So obviously a crime of violence, if you're looking at prison for five years, that's the... You know, that's what Minnesota policy and legislatures have determined. They don't want uh, felons in possession of firearms because uh, they're dangerous implements. So highest and best charge here is the felon possession mandatory sentence of 60 months. He is convicted December 19th, eh, sentenced and shipped off to prison for 60 months. Man, that's crazy because, I mean, what type of sentencing is he looking at? If he doesn't bring a firearm into the situation, significantly less, wouldn't it be? Uh, significantly less. So basically, he has um, a second-degree assault, which would be uh, pointing the weapon at the spouse. Um, that would be possibly, I, I mean, I'd put it probably in the ballpark about 40 months or so, uh, depending on the guidelines. And then we have a domestic, and a domestic really depends on prior convictions. He might qualify for a felony, might not even qualify a felony on that domestic. You need two priors within 10 years to be a felon for a domestic. It's crazy. I kind of feel like if you punch your spouse, you probably should uh, have a felony instantly, but that's I, my you know, personal opinion on that. I, I, I share that personal yeah. opinion. It, it, it does take some time to work up to a felony on those, so which in some cases is frustrating. But. but that probably made the case pretty easy, though, with the gun and then the, the proof of that and stuff like, and then boom, 60 months, then you really don't have to worry about the other stuff as much. It's just boom. Right, right. And, you know. Five years. Yeah, and then I and there's people that probably look at this and say, well, you have a couple of other charges. Should have gotten them on that, too. But what it comes down to, and as we talked about before, is we have concurrent sentencing. Mm -hmm. So. Even if we had gotten across-the-board convictions on everything, still looking at 60 months. So that's kind of why you, you take the top count, and the top count um, goes towards criminal history points. So down the road, you get more points against him if um, 
you know, heaven forbid there's another crime that's that's committed. Well, we got five more years to wait for that. Um, what other case did you want to talk about today? So the next case I'll talk about is a guy named Justin Joseph Tomasco. He's 19 years old, hails out of Rush City. And um, this one was about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, August 4th, 2021. As everybody in Pine County knows, early August, we're talking about the Pine County Fair. And so... At the fair, uh, we have a victim who um, is stabbed in the left bicep with a knife. And then there's about a cut, and it's an inch wide, and he's bleeding, calls law enforcement, and the victim explains that he had an issue with a juvenile who was stealing his vape. And so confronted this juvenile at a, a parking lot near the fair. Well, in the parking lot, um, this Tomasco arrives and has a knife with about a four to five inch blade and runs at the victim, stabbing him in the arm. Um, obviously it's not fatal and um, he's recovered from that and such, but this is uh, assault with a weapon. It's assault in the second degree and you know, rather serious when you've actually made contact and stabbed and cut somebody, um, it could have been fatal. So he, on um, December 12th, another recent case, was sentenced to 27 months in prison for that stabbing. Um, has no, or actually has one prior conviction for receiving stolen property, which is a felony. 27 months in prison is the guideline sentence. It's the right in the middle of what, what the legislature said that we have to give this person for that, that crime. So um, really wasn't offered anything lower um, or a plea deal on this one. It was just kind of a straight up, you came somebody with a knife, you're going to go to prison. That's crazy. That's, um, I mean, that, that sentencing, I mean, not he came in at someone with a knife and stabbed him, but still that, that feels, that feels kind of high for the, for, and you don't say that, I don't say that a lot with Minnesota cases, but <laughs> I get, I though like, I mean, he stabs the wrong spot. The person's dead. So I guess that's, a, you know, maybe the punishment does fit the crime on that. I, I think it does. I, you know, when I initially saw this, I thought stabbing 27 months seems kind of low, but so I'm on the opposite end of that opinion. Yeah. But, you you know. know, you know me, I'm always, yeah. I, I always find that try to find the best in people and I'm somehow trying to come up with the reason he accidentally stabbed somebody, you know what I'm saying? Or just moment, a lapse of judgment for that few seconds. But yeah, I mean, if you come at somebody with a sharp object, you're probably going to be spending some time in prison. So right. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a public safety aspect and mm -hmm. we have a huge public gathering and we want our Pine County fair to be safe every year. Mm -hmm. And so got to send that message. You, you can't, you know, do things like that. You know, there are kids and people have got to enjoy this. And so my hope is Mr. Tomasco, he's a, as I said, he's a young guy, he's 19 years old. Um, hopefully he takes some of this time to grow up and um, move beyond this and move on with his life and be productive. Yeah, and hopefully we don't have any more issues at the fair. I felt it was a pretty solid year overall. I it think was. that was the, I think that was the only issue that we had this year besides yeah. maybe some disorderly conducts, but I mean that's that's expected. That's that, expected at anything. Yeah. So that's fair. All right, does that do it for the cases today? It does, yeah. Well, thanks for keeping us updated. Thanks for telling me you're proud of me. I appreciate that. And I, I am guess, proud of you. I guess we will uh, <laughs> probably talk to you next month. I will be here. I'll look forward to it.